0: Thanks for joining us today for the Eagle Drive Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Chris Thorne. Eagle Drive is a Bible-believing, New Testament Baptist Church where Jesus is preeminent and the gospel of grace is at center stage. We're devoted to connecting with God, growing together, serving others, and sharing our faith. If you would like to know more about our ministry, visit eagledrivebaptist.com. Now, here's today's message. This is a very familiar passage of scripture when it when it comes to missions, and I kind of want to flip the coin a bit on, on this verse. The, the Bible tells us in Luke 10, verse number 2, it says, Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers unto his harvest. Now We know there's about 8 billion people in this world today. We know there are a couple billion people, despite all the technology we have, there's about 2 billion people in the world who've never even heard the name of Christ. We know there's over a billion Muslims. The harvest is great, amen? You know, we we go out into this world, here in America there's, what, 340 million people in America... You know, you, you go out, I don't know if you've ever been door knocking before or if you've ever gone out and talked with people about your faith, but just about everybody down here in the South will tell you they're a Christian. Then you start talking to them about it and you find out people, they don't know anything about God. They're a Christian because Grandma was a Christian. They're a Christian because America's a Christian country. You go to England, how many of y'all have ever heard of Richard Dawkins? Anybody here heard of Richard Dawkins? He's the guy who wrote the book, The God Delusion. He's an atheist. Back in, I think it was 2008, 2009, you can look up this YouTube video. He says, I don't believe in God, but because England's a Christian country, I'm a Christian. That is the mentality many people have. You know, it, it's, it's amazing to me. Here it is. The, Bible, they say, the atheists say, man, we know more about the Bible than Christians do. Do you know how many times the Bible says the unbeliever's not a Christian? <laughs> and you call yourself a Christian. But you know more about the Bible than me. Yeah, yeah right. Uh huh. And so, so we see that there is this great harvest out there. We have all these lost people. And it, and it goes on and says, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into his harvest. Now, I, I find that interesting that here it is Jesus is acknowledging the greatness of the need here it is. We, we have a world where about 2 billion people have never heard the name of Jesus. We have in our country, many people have never heard a clear presentation of the gospel, and they call themselves a Christian. We, we have in this world, I mean, you go from one part of the world to the next, you've got everyone in between. We can say the harvest is great, man, we need more people serving, And yet what what Jesus says here isn't that that the harvest is great, y'all need to work more. Jesus says that pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth more laborers. And the reality of the situation is, is many of the people serving in the local church are doing as much as they can for God. And they can't add anything else to it So unless more people come to serve the Lord, no more harvesting is going to be done. Now, I don't know if you're one of these people in here where you're doing all you can, and you're the one that really needs to be praying, Lord, give us more help. Lord, we see the need. We see the loss. Lord, we go out here into this county, and and we talk to people about the gospel, and we got people that they say they're Christian, But when you talk to them about Jesus, they don't know about the virgin birth. They don't know that Jesus on Christmas is the same Jesus on Easter. They don't know that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave. You got some people saying, well, he can't raise from the grave if he died. So they must have just put him in there and he was still living. You got others that are saying, oh, yeah, he died on the cross, but the disciples stole his body out. But they call themselves Christians. And we're doing all we can do to give them the gospel. Or you go to the mission field of England and these people say, well, I was baptized as a baby, so I'm okay. And they don't know anything about the Bible. Or you go to another part of the world and someone's never heard the name of Christ. The the need is great for people to give the gospel. But many people are already doing everything they can do, and so we must pray that God sends forth more laborers. So tonight I I want to preach on three types of laborers that we need. There are three types of laborers we need, whether it's the mission field or whether it's Decatur, Texas, or whether it's somewhere in between. The first type of person we need to be praying for because we need laborers, amen. We need more people who can share the gospel. We need more people who are willing to come alongside people and tell them, hey, look, this is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. You, you think you're a Christian, but according to the Bible, you don't believe. According to the Bible, you, you are lost. You're on your way to hell. You know, you're one of these people that's going to say, Lord, Lord. And God's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. We need more. And so tonight, we we need you and and I need you to pray for three types of labors. The first labor I would ask that you pray for is I would ask that you would pray for the trained labor. How many of y'all in your secular job, you've worked a job where they've never hired somebody that knows what they're doing? They've never one time hired someone that knows what they're doing. Some of y'all are laughing. You know what I'm talking about. How many of y'all, you work a secular job and one time they hired someone that knows what they're doing. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, yeah, that's my job. That that one time they did it by accident. You know, I, I worked a job where where they hired a mechanic, and they hired the mechanic because his dad worked there, and I had to show him where the radiator was. <laughs> I'm a bus driver. I- <laughs> so, so that's, that's a problem you know when it comes to missions when we talk about missions you know what we want to support as a missionary we want to support a missionary that knows what they're doing right you know we, we don't need someone man I was saved a week ago and God's called me to the mission field support me what's John three sixteen? I don't know <laughs> do you know the books of the Bible the Bible has more than one book it's like no no we want someone who's trained right and, and so, so when we talk about missions, really, a lot of times what we're talking about is we want trained people to go to the mission field, right? We want someone who knows what they're doing, someone who has a plan, someone who can get something done for God on the field. And man, when we're talking about missions, we're saying, man, let us bring in a missionary that knows what they're doing so we can pray for them and financially support them so that we can do something for the cause of Christ on the mission field. AND SO ONE OF THE THINGS WE NEED ON THE MISSION FIELD IS WE NEED TRAINED PEOPLE, AMEN? Amen. MAN, RIGHT NOW IN ENGLAND THERE'S PROBABLY AT LEAST 20 MISSIONARIES, PROBABLY MORE THAN THIS, AT LEAST 20 MISSIONARIES THAT TODAY THEIR NUMBER ONE NEED IS FOR A MAN TO COME ALONGSIDE THEM AND HELP THEM. YOU SAY WHY? BECAUSE THEY'VE BEEN THERE 10 OR 20 YEARS. THEY'RE TRAINING THESE GUYS AND AS SOON AS THESE GUYS GET A LITTLE BIT TRAINED THEY'RE HEADED HOME and they need help. Why? Because they want to see churches planted. They want to see people saved. They want to see people trained. But they need help doing it. Man, like I said earlier, there's about 2 billion people in the world that's never heard the name of Jesus. We need to get some trained people to go to those places to give them the gospel to tell them about this name name Jesus they've never heard of. There's people in this world that that when you open up the Bible and start sharing it with them, the the Bible is so alien to them that it takes four or five years of sharing the gospel with them twice a week for them to come to saving knowledge of Christ. Why? Because they grew up in, in Hinduism or they grew up in Buddhism. And they have beliefs that are so different that it just takes time. And we need some trained people out there to give them the gospel. There are so many churches in the U.S. right now where the pastor, he's 70 or 80 years old, and when he dies, the church is going to fold up and shut down. And here it is in America. We need more trained men to go and take a church over. There's so many areas. Here it is. You got Jake Woodfin. Y'all are going to go out and visit him. Here it is in America where we need more trained men of God going out and planting churches. Wherever we go, we see a need for trained men. Why? Because the harvest is great and the labors are few. Brother Caleb, what can I do? You can pray for trained labors. Some of y'all in here, you're doing all you can for God. You're legitimately doing whatever you can for God. You can't do anything else but pray. So I would ask for you to pray for trained labors. Why? So that we can see something done for God. And by the way, this doesn't just stop when we're talking about uh, guys going into full-time ministry. You know, my, my pastor, for a while, he had a favorite church member. And maybe a pastor's not supposed to have a favorite church member, but I always found it kind of funny, so I didn't mind. You say, well, who was his favorite church member? His favorite church member was a plumber. So why was, the, why was his favorite church member a plumber? Because when something broke in the plumbing, he would come over and fix it for free, Amen. You say, well, well, Brother Caleb, what what does that have to do? Here it is, the the local church had a need for a plumber, had a need for a trained man. And here it is, we had a trained, saved man coming in and doing his secular work to help the local church. You know, some of y'all in here, God hasn't called you to full-time ministry, but God has given you skills in other areas, and you can come into the church and use your trained skills in this local church, and it would be a blessing. You know, have have you ever read it? You know, the the part of the Old Testament we always skip is this part where it starts talking about names and laws and they're building the the tabernacle. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about when I say we skip that, you know? I want to be an honest minister I've gone through it a couple of times, but usually I skip it. Amen. And, and here, here, if you read through there, you know what you find out? When it came time to build the tabernacle, God gave men wisdom to put the whole thing together. God gave men this wisdom and the desire, some of them to to sew the tents together, other men to put the Ark of the Covenant together, and God gave them wisdom. And and, and it wasn't all just about what Moses did. So if you've got a secular skill that you're trained in, talk with your pastor. I'm sure there are times where he could use you, amen? Why? So we can see more people get saved for the cause of Christ. I mean, here it is. For a farmer, when that tractor breaks down, sometimes he needs a mechanic. Right? Sometimes we need a mechanic in the local church. Sometimes we need a carpenter in the local church. Sometimes we need a plumber in the local church. Why? So we can see more people hear the gospel. So number one, please be praying that we get trained help. And and by the way, we need trained help everywhere. I don't think that there's one place or one church that couldn't use more trained help. Number two, please be praying for teachable people. Man, we need people that can learn. You know, if, if someone is not teachable, they'll never be trained, right? So we need people who are willing, once they're saved, to listen and to grow in Christ. Let, let me tell you about my ministry. My ministry when I go to the field is as we lead them to Christ to open up the Bible and train them to a place where they can serve. And if the people that I'm leading to Christ and the people that are part of that local church are not teachable, I can't do a whole lot. You say, Brother Caleb, if you're in that situation what are you going to do? I'm going to pray that they, they become teachable and I'm going to go out so and more until I lead someone to Christ who is teachable. See the reality of this situation is that we'll never get trained people if we don't have teachable. And by the way, if you're not trained today, I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. You know, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly till you know how to do it well. You know, there was a time in Chuck Norris's life when he was a white belt. Amen. It's okay to be a white belt, but but it's not okay to sit here and say, man. I'm saved, that's it, I'm going to sit in a pew and do nothing else. Man, you're going to start death spiritually. Do you not know that God has given every Christian a spiritual gift and thus you have a spiritual need to serve in the local church? But if you don't know how to serve, we're okay with that. But if you're unwilling to serve or if you're unwilling to learn, uh uh-oh. See, since God has given you a spiritual need to serve, That means if you're not serving, you're going to starve. And no matter how good of a preacher he is, no matter how good the music is, no matter anything else, you'll starve to death spiritually in this local church because you're not serving. And by the way, because you're being disobedient, God sure ain't going to feed you till you obey him, right? And, and so, here it is. We're, we're in this place where we need teachable people. Now, some of y'all in here, you're trained. You're serving God. Well, what what do y'all need to be praying for? Teachable people, man. Lord God, put someone under my care that I can teach. You know, it, One of the things that I see um, and and talk with pastors a lot about and I I wasn't expecting it is many pastors, they say, man, back in the day in the 80s and the 90s, we had 10 people in our church that could play the piano and now none of them can play the piano. And it's like, well, pastor, how many of those, those older ladies and older men who played the piano, how many of them took someone under their wing and trained them how to play the piano? None of them did. Well, that's why we don't have anyone who can play the piano now. We're, we're in a time where, Lord, I'm trained. Give me someone to teach and to train. Why? So when I'm gone and when I'm dead, so I can take over the work. Lord, I'm trained, but there's only so many hours in a day and only so many days in a week and only so many weeks in a year. I can only do so much. Lord, give me someone to train so they can do the work I don't have time to do. Lord, I talk with these pastors that are 60 and 70 and 80 years old, and they're saying, we need someone to take over our church, but there's no one trained to do it. Lord, give me someone to train so that they can go and take over that man's ministry so it don't shut down, so that that light isn't taken out of that ministry in that town. Please be praying for teachable people either you're, if you're in here, either you're a saved person or a lost person. And if you're a saved person, either you're trained to serve the Lord or you need to be teachable. I would ask that if you're trained to serve God, you would be praying for teachable people for every missionary and for your ministry. If you're not trained to serve God, I would pray, Lord, make me teachable. And Lord, Help me to come across someone who will teach me and train me to serve you. So number one, I'm asking that y'all please be praying for trained people. We need them on the mission field. There are men on the mission field today that need some help. But we got to get more trained men out to them. Number two, please be praying for teachable people. Man, I'm going to the mission field to train some people so we can see churches planted in England and as they leave and go back home, see churches planted all over the world. But that can't happen if they're not teachable. Be, please be praying. Lord, when Caleb goes to that mission field, let him get to see some teachable people. Let him lead people to Christ that are teachable so we can see more of the world come to Christ. And number three, please be praying that we have treatable people. The reality of the Christian life is it's not easy. The reality of the Christian life is that many times to be used of God, you must be crushed. The reality is, is many times when people have been crushed, they've been broken and they need to be treated so that they can serve God. How many men do you know? How many men do I know that they were serving God in the ministry and something happened to crush them? And because they were hurt and they were crushed, they stepped outside the ministry and they're trained and, and they've got experience and they can serve God today, but they're hurting. And, and now, if we want to see uh, uh, them serve God, they're going to have to be healed. Please be praying for the men and the women of God who've been hurt to be healed. You know, there's young people in here tonight. I was told the teens were meeting in here. Teens, I, I got some, some hard news for you. If, if you want to serve God, God is going to crush you before he's going to use you. Yep. One, one of the things that I saw over and over and over again, and, and I grew up in church, and I went to a Christian high school, and I went to Bible college, is young people, That did right, they did what they were told to do, and, and they were expecting, well, because I did A, God's gonna do B. And then they did A, and they did A, and they did A, and something happened to crush them. And because they got crushed, they said, well, I did A, and God didn't do B, so I'm gonna leave God alone, but that's not how it works. God is your heavenly father. God isn't your heavenly employer. You know, when you go and do a job for your employer, you sign something saying, I'll work this many hours, and he signs something saying, I'll pay you this much for how many hours you work, right? That's not how it works with God. God says, hey, look, I'm your heavenly father. I know what's best for you. You obey me, and I'll do what's best for you. And, And sometimes that means that you do what God says and it hurts. And you do what God says again and it hurts. And you say, but God, I'm expecting this. And the reality of the situation is, as many times God can't do anything with you till you've been crushed. And it's really the guys that, that have said, well, though God slay me still. I'll follow him that does stuff for God. And many times, whether this happens at 19 or sometimes it happens at 69. I've known men of all ages that that they've served God as best they knew how and something would happen and they'd get crushed. And because they're hurting, they would step away from God. And it's really something that, that breaks my heart for them. And really what needs to happen is, man, we need to be there to heal them as a local church. And we need to be praying for these guys. Lord, they've been crushed. They've been hurt, Lord. The best of men is just the man at best. Lord, we pray that, that he would be healed. You know, a wonderful example of this in the Bible is Elijah. Here it is, Elijah. He, he's hiding from Ahab for all these years. And then God tells him to go talk to Ahab, and he goes talks to Ahab and says, hey, have all your prophets and all Israel come over here to Mount Carmel. They go out there, he says, I challenge y'all, Whoever can, call, uh, whosoever God can send fire from heaven, he's the God of Israel. Okay, so you got these 450 prophets of Baal, they start trying to call down fire from heaven all day. They start jumping on the, their sacrifice, they start cutting themselves up, they're putting on a good religious show. Starts coming evening, he says, uh, pour some water on that. You know, I I don't want y'all to think my God's weak. So they pour all this water on on the sacrifice. And then he prays, I believe it's 69 words. Fire comes down from heaven. It's so hot it consumes the rock. We, We would say that Elijah's a pretty good Christian, right? We would say, man, he's really got the ear of God. Next day, Jezebel sends a letter to Elijah threatening him. He goes off to the wilderness and asks God to kill him. And instead of killing him, God sends an angel to to feed him and give him rest. And God, God starts working on his heart and God heals that man. And then the very next thing after God heals Elijah, God brings Elijah across Elisha's path and he starts training the guy that's going to take over his ministry and do twice as much work. I want to tell you all the truth. There's a lot of men, there's a lot of women that faithfully serve God. They've had their Elijah moment where, man, God just moved and something happened to crush them and they just need to be healed. I'm thinking of names right now. I I hope you're thinking of some names and and I would ask, Lord, that that y'all would pray that to God that these people, that God would heal their spirit and they would get up and be able to serve God again. And I would ask, you know, one of these days if that's where you're at, wouldn't you want somebody to pray for you and and maybe this local church be part of that healing process? Say, Brother Cal, why is this important? Because the harvest is great, right? The labors are few. Man, if there's someone who could be serving, but they're hurting... Shouldn't we be praying for their healing? Why? So that we can get more labors for this great harvest. So tonight I would ask that you pray for three things out of Luke chapter 10, verse number two. Number one, please be praying for a a trained man of God and trained women of God to go out and serve. We need them everywhere. Amen. Number two, those people that aren't trained, please be praying that they be teachable and have a teachable spirit. Why? Because we need more help. But if they don't know how to do it, let's teach them, right? And number three, for those guys that they could be serving God today, but they're hurting, please be praying that they're treated and they're healed. And please pray that your local church could be a part of that. Amen. How wonderful would it be that someone, he's been having an Elijah ministry, he's gotten depressed, he's gotten down, he's gotten crushed. How great would it be for them to get healed at this local church?